Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to the program today. Now, today I'm not going to hold you very long, but I wanted to uh, deal with a portion of Scripture that I've preached any number of times during the last 40 years. I, I, I can't count how many times I've preached it. And uh, I usually start, we're going to start today in Hebrews 11, verse 1. And I usually roll right through uh you know, the first 13, 14 verses in that message. But for today, it's going to be a little different because I want to take a look at what our faith is. We know that faith is now. And so now is 2021. And God hasn't changed. He said, I am the Lord. I change not. And so our faith today is just as valid and just as relevant at, as it has been for the last 2,000 years in the case of the New Testament church and 6,000 years since God started it all out with his chosen people, the Jewish people. And so right at the beginning of this message, let me say unequivocally that as a Christian, first, as a minister, secondly, as a ministry, thirdly, we support the nation of Israel. We do that because God supports the nation of Israel, okay? So, you know, we're, we're not going to be bashful about proclaiming our love uh, for Israel because they are God's people. And th that really has nothing to do with what I'm going to talk to you about here today other than just establishing where we stand with it. So Hebrews 11 and 1, it says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Ladies and gentlemen, as a Christian in the culture that you and I are living in now, it has never been more important for you to begin, if you haven't been already, for you to begin to stand upon the word of God. Stand on the promises of God. Everything that God has said, everything that God has said relative to the value of human life, everything that God has said relative to marriage, everything that God has said relative to any subject is true, it is excellent, it is glorious, and God will keep his promises. We need to start right there. We understand it's the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. What evidence do you have for this or that? The word of almighty God. You have to settle it in your heart once and for all that the word of God is total authority in your life. And it's never been more critical that we learn to do that than it is right now. For by it, verse 2, says the elders obtained a good report. You cannot live for Jesus any way you want to live for him, making up the rules as you go along and get a good report. We must go according to the word of God. I'll say it again. We must go according to the word of God and not just bits and pieces of it, but we go according to the, the entirety of the counsels of God as he reveals them to us and as we learn them. 
and we will receive a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. In other words, God is the creator. We believe in creation. We don't accept the lie of evolution. We believe that God has valued every human life, even those that are in the womb. Life is precious to God. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And as I said earlier, I usually in my message, I talk about Abel. He offered a more excellent sacrifice, uh, testifying that he was righteous. He being dead yet speaketh. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, we have the entirety of the, the heritage that has gone before us as New Testament believers that are speaking to us even today to fight the good fight of faith, to stand up and be counted, to tell others about Jesus. And we could go back thousands of years and their faith yet speaks. I usually go into Enoch, a type of the rapture of the church, translated that he would not see death because he had this testimony that he pleased God. And every day, especially now, especially in the last just six months or so, God has been impressing that verse upon me. As I say every day, Lord, I want to please you today. Lord, am I pleasing you today? Help me to be right with you. Every single choice, every single decision, every move that we make. Because those are the people that will go in the rapture. Who? Because he pleased God. He had this testimony. I used to talk about Noah building that ark, getting ready for the storm of judgment that is to come. And we're in it now, ladies and gentlemen. We're in it now. But today in this short, brief, almost devotional message, I want to focus on the phrase, now faith is... I've often felt convicted in my own heart and life that it's easy to believe God when things are going well. It's easy to believe God when you're at the top of your game, so to speak. But I feel in my spirit that there are challenges that are about to come to all of us that name the name of Jesus. Challenges that could cost us greatly so in the day and hour that you and I live. So this faith that we have professed, in my case, for 40 years, and, and some of you maybe longer than 40 years, and others of you, maybe you've been saved a week. Maybe you got saved yesterday or this morning or whatever the case might be. But the faith that we have said that we believe in we have to put that in the now of our lives every day. Because we're living in a time when the forces of evil have set their sights on the kingdom of God. The enemy is sowing the tares. 
years. And the world around us is imploding with evil, with sin, with wickedness, with socialism, with communism. The taking away of human dignity is upon us. And God said that it would be like this at the time of the end. I don't know what else it's going to take for some to realize that we are at the time of the end. But ladies and gentlemen, that is not a time for fear. It's not a time for despair. It's not a time for trepidation or for us to shrink back. It is a time of victory because now faith is. And if we will stand on the promises of God, if we will walk in his victory, and if we will be obedient to him, and if we please God, how do you do that anyway? Does everything I do have to be perfect? No, you put your trust in Jesus Christ. He will give you the ability to make decisions that please the Lord. He will give you the ability to live a life that will please the Lord. Because we know that at any moment, Christ could come for his church. And I don't believe anymore that this thing is way off out yonder. We are on the very precipice of the real new world order when Jesus Christ returns and takes over planet Earth. Hallelujah to God. So we want to live lives that are pleasing to God. The only way we can do that is through faith. It's by faith that we can stand in this hour. Now faith is. It demonstrates that our faith is supposed to be a trust in God in all situations, in all circumstances, not just when things are going good. Trust in God that will enable us to persevere and to remain, friends, steadfast and loyal to God at all times. That's what we need to do. That's what we're called to do. Our faith is a faith that believes in spiritual realities. That's found in verse 1. Our faith is a faith, verse 4, that leads to righteousness. Our faith is a faith that will seek God, verse six. Our faith is a faith that believes in God's goodness, in verse six. Our faith, ladies and gentlemen, today is a faith that has confidence in the word of God, the entirety of Hebrews 11, and regulates our lives on the promises of his word. Our faith is a faith that will obey the commands of God. And you can read that all throughout the scripture. Our faith is a faith, brothers and sisters, that will reject the spirit of this present evil age. It's an old, old statement that was made at the founding of our great nation. It is, we will not comply with the present evil age 
and their efforts to squeeze God out of public life and their efforts to take away the freedoms of the American people because we will stand on the promises of God. And I don't know about some of you, but being in Christ, living for Jesus, I intend to live free. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Whatever that means, whatever road it takes me down, whatever course of action must be undertook, I intend to live free in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Our faith is a faith that seeks a heavenly home. Verses 14 through 16 of Hebrews 11. Our faith is a faith that will persevere in testing. Oh, glory to God, hallelujah. We will persevere. You can try to do this and you can try to do that and you can try to hurt us and you can try to kill us. But the faith of God's people will cause them to persevere under testing, under trial, under judgment, under attack, under persecution. Because we trust in God. Now faith is. Our faith is a faith that will bless the next generation. Verse 21. Our faith is a faith that will refuse the pleasures of sin. Verse 25. Our faith is a faith that will enable us to endure persecution as we wait upon God for the Lord to show up and deliver his people. Even a nation under judgment, after the cycle has run its course, the people began to cry out to God, America, will you cry out to God today? Let me say it another way. American Christian, will you begin to cry out to God today? Because when, God, when the cycle's completed and repentance is in the heart and the people began to cry out to God, he sent deliverers. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Our faith is a faith that performs mighty acts of righteousness, not in our own strength and ability, but because of God's grace and mercy. Today, as I've been in my prayer time this morning, I've been sitting here and I've been just praying, God, give us grace and mercy. Just one more time, give us grace and mercy in this nation, uh, in our families, uh, in our communities, God, just give us grace and mercy. And I've called upon the name of the God who is grace and mercy. But God is also a judge. And I firmly believe that some of the roads that we're taking right now may put God's people in a bind, but the Lord will be faithful to you. Please believe me today because the word of God says that the Lord will be faithful to you. It's not my promise to you. It is God's promise to you. Ours is a faith that performs mighty acts of righteousness because the Holy Spirit will come upon us. Ours is also a faith that is willing and able to suffer for God. 
Now you can read that in verse 25 of Hebrews 11 and also Hebrews 11 verses 35 through 38. Our faith, beloved, is a faith that is willing to suffer for God because we know that the reward that awaits us is far greater than this temporal situation that we're living in. And we also know that our citizenship, first of all, is not in America or Canada or Brazil or Africa. Our citizenship as born-again children of God is in heaven. That is our ultimate destination. And you know what? Since the very beginning of our walk with Jesus, it has always been our ultimate destination. God didn't just send his son to die for the here and now, but he did it for all of eternity. And that should covet the focus of our eyes. And that word covet's a strong word, and it's usually used in the negative sense. But it should cause us to, put, to fix our eyes, to fasten our gaze on, as we said before, spiritual realities, heavenly realities. Our faith is a faith that will not return to that country from whence we came out of. We're not going back to the world. You can threaten us. You can cajole us. You can mock us. You can belittle us. You can marginalize God's people, but we are not going back. We're not going back to the ways of this evil, this present evil world. We're not going back to the ways that we were redeemed out of. We're going on with the cross of Jesus Christ. We're on our way to heaven, and I'm so glad, the old song says, praise be to God. We came out of the world. We, we left the sins of this present evil age. We're not going back. Don't allow the enemy to trick you and take you back. We have a faith that is now. We have help in the moment. And we hold out. Because we know that one day, very, very soon, we will stand in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ and we will rule and reign with him for a thousand years. And throughout all of eternity, we will sing and shout his praise. We have a faith. That faith is now. Let me run through them quickly with you one more time. We have a faith, first of all, that believes in spiritual realities. It leads us to righteousness. The faith that we have seeks God and believes in his goodness. The faith that we have has confidence in his word. The faith that we have obeys his commandments and regulates life on his promises. The faith that we have rejects the spirit of this present evil age and seeks a heavenly home. It perseveres in, text, in testing, and it blesses the next generation. The faith that we have endures persecution, refuses the pleasures of sin, performs mighty acts of righteousness, and is willing to suffer for God. And the faith that we have, what is it? It's the faith of Jesus Christ. Faith is right now. It is now faith does not return to that country from whence 
we came out the world. We came out of the world. We are through with this world system. We are in Christ and we have no limitations. I want you to, I want you to hear that. I want to say it one more time. We're getting ready to close for today. Living for Jesus is an unlimited life because of the promises that he made and sealed them in his blood. We mustn't limit God in how he can get us through because God will show up. He promised that he would. If we will live and walk and, 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 and act on faith. And that faith is in the present moment. So I know in the day and age in which we live, especially now, these last few months, we understand that when you look at the news or you listen or you read a headline or whatever the case might be, there is a temptation that comes that wants to put fear up in your heart and grip you. But we have not been given the spirit of fear but of love and of power and of a sound mind. And our faith is a faith that will learn because the Holy Spirit is about the business of teaching the followers of Christ to learn to depend upon him. And it's not always going to be easy, but the rewards will be great. Hallelujah to the Lamb forever. Glory to Jesus. We see this happening and that happening. And I never thought I'd live to see the day in the United States of America where they're taking away our freedoms as tyrants rule. And there is that tendency to give in to fear, to give in to depression, to give in to isolation. But what we really need to do is get a fresh dose of faith. Hallelujah. We need to get a fresh dose of the Holy Ghost. We need to, to run to God like we've never ran before because God has never lied to you, mister. God has never let you down, ma'am. You, you will be safe underneath the cross in the arms of Jesus. And God will give you ideas and concepts and God will give you ways of obtaining provision or whatever the case is that is needed. Why? Because now faith is. Faith is all of those things that we read uh, in the messages I've preached on this topic before. Faith is a walk. Faith is an offering. Faith is deliverance from the world. I have many messages, some of them are up on the podcast, I'm sure, that I've preached on Hebrews 11 over the years. But this could possibly be the most important thing that I have ever seen in the scripture. Our faith is not a faith that will draw back. God said, right here in the book of Hebrews, God has said, I, my soul has no pleasure in those who draw back. We won't draw back. We won't quit. We won't give up. We won't shut up until the very day that we go up in Jesus' name. 
Hallelujah. Stand for liberty. Stand for freedom. Stand for faith. Stand for faith in Jesus Christ. Not just any old faith. It's not just any old faith that we have as Christians. I mean, when I come over here and I look at this chair, I have faith that when I sit down in it, it's not going to drop me on the floor. It's not going to break all the pieces. That's a general kind of faith, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the faith. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, now faith is. That's a faith that believes in spiritual realities, leads to righteousness, seeks God, believes in his goodness, has confidence in his word, obeys his commands, regulates life on his promises and on his word, rejects the spirit of this present evil age. This faith seeks a heavenly home, perseveres in testing, blesses the next generation. This faith that we have in Jesus Christ refuses the pleasures of sin and endures persecution. This faith performs mighty acts of righteousness and is willing to suffer for God. We're not going back to this world. We're not going to give up. We're not going to shut up until we go up. Hallelujah to the Lamb forever. I want to encourage you today as I begin to close this message now. Just basically a devotional message is what we did today. But in the day and age in which you and I are living, we don't have to meet the day with fear. We don't have to meet this onslaught of evil against us with fear. We need to draw closer to Jesus and to let him ignite Bible faith in us once again. Faith in Jesus Christ and him crucified. We need to understand that our citizenship is in heaven and that I'm just passing through this world anyway and so I will not comply with any rulings of men that go against the law of my God. I will not willingly hand over the freedoms that God intended for all men to enjoy. I will not. I will not stand back and watch our children destroyed in this hour by an evil, tyrannical government that thinks they have more rights over the kids than the parents do. I will not. I will stand. I will fight. I will believe God. I will go forward. Let that be in the heart of every Christian. If every Christian would rise up, they wouldn't know what to do about it to begin with. We need to have unity among ourselves so that we can fight the enemy that is really coming against us in this hour. We need to have a touch of heaven like we've never had it before. Dying to ourselves and living for the benefit of others. That can be done, ladies and gentlemen, only by faith in Christ and him crucified. And then he sends the Holy Spirit and he begins to lead us and guide us 
and provide for us and show us where is the provision and show us where is the victory. And he, he begins to take care of us and to conform us into the image of Jesus. And so that's the word I wanted to give this week. Um, according to this graph that I'm reading on this podcast, we are running out of live hours. So we're going to have to go back to recording and uploading, which is fine. We will be here by God's help and grace as long as this plat uh, platform will let us be here. And the day, if the day ever comes that we're no longer welcome, we'll start our own. We'll join with other Christians and we'll go on other networks. But the most important thing is for us to not run and hide. It's for us to not, even to try to fly under the radar, really. Our job is to stand for truth as never before in this hour it is needed. I want to encourage every every preacher, but every Christian, because everybody's needed on the battlefield in this hour to be in prayer every single day, to be in the word of God every single day, and to leave your house and leave your comfortable surroundings and leave the place that you control and go to church where God can speak to you in yet another way by the house of God. That's what we need in this hour. Faith, our faith in Jesus Christ will overcome the world. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. This is Brother Paxton. I wanna thank you for tuning in today for just this brief message. I'll be back in the future with some more word from the Lord. And until then, I wanna tell you, go with God and he will go with you. Bless you.